Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we broadcast once a week, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, just over a week ago, Amazon Fresh opened its first food store outside the US. It's right here in London, which is where I live and work. So naturally enough, I went along too to take a look at this new store. And you may well have seen my photographs and my short comment piece that I posted on our website, fruitnet.com, as well as uh, at my profile on LinkedIn. It seems to me that Amazon Fresh is pretty much like any other convenience store, actually, uh, except for its technology. You'll probably already know that the big deal at Amazon Fresh is that you just walk out, as they say. That's the slogan that you'll find on their shopping bags. So you arrive at the door, you scan the barcode on your phone to get in, you fill up your shopping bag, and as they say, just walk out. No queues, no cash desks, no nothing. Now, today on Fruitbox, I'd like to talk about Amazon Fresh and its implications for the way in which we might shop in future. To discuss the future of retail technology and perhaps even the future of Amazon, I'm delighted to be joined down the line from here in London by a fellow journalist. Her name is Maya Knights, and she's the director and publisher of Retail Technology Magazine, as well as the co-author of a book about Amazon called Amazon, How the World's Most Relentless Retailer Will Continue to Revolutionize Commerce. Maya, welcome to Fruitbox. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Now, Maya, is what I saw at Amazon Fresh here in London last week really revolutionary? And if, if so, can you explain why? Yes, it's revolutionary in a number of ways. I think from the perspective of the customer, which is obviously the most important, it's the first time in this, on these shores um, and also in America where it was launched, although there are examples of checkoutless stores in China and other parts of the world as well. It's the first time that it takes the labor away from the customer in terms of having to queue, having to pick your own goods, bag your own goods, scan them in some cases, then pay for them yourself. Um, it takes all of that away. So as you said, it's it's go to the shelf, pick something you like and just walk out of it. Um, so that's pretty revolutionary. In order to make that work, it's revolutionary from a commercial standpoint in two ways. I think the most important one that is new for retail is that Amazon has kind of said, we're going to pick and choose who we allow into the store because you have to download the Amazon Fresh app and produce a barcode on your phone that allows you to gain entry into the store. Most retailers, I think every retailer, back to time immemorial, um, when you're thinking about you know, the old merchant trades, I don't know that there are that many retailers who have been who would open a store and say it's not open to everybody. You know, storefront is meant to be a universal thing, whereas this store is actually quite exclusive in that sense. Um, and, and I think it's testament to the bravery of the model that they feel that they, that they can pick and choose, as it were, um, 
who they allow into the store. And if you think about it, you know, it means you have to have a you have to have a smartphone, you have to have a um, a barcode generator on it. You have to have also have to have a linked payment um, instrument. So something like a debit card or a credit card or a PayPal account or an Amazon Pay account before you can get into the store so that it can charge you automatically as you walk out. Um, and the final commercial point of the two I, may, I wanted to make was um, it's virtually foolproof, shrink-proof, because even if you do try and sneak something under your jacket, the AI super-powered computer vision technology that makes the just-walk-out system effective means that as long as you're walking out with it and the cameras have caught you from every 360 degree view, you know, angle, putting it somewhere on your person and walking out and not putting it back on the shelf, you will get charged with it. Because remember, you won't have been let into the store unless you have the app and you have the means to pay for anything you walk out of, um, walk out with. So yeah, on a number of levels, it's pretty revolutionary. So Amazon is unbeatable when it comes to technology and even for shoplifters. So it's it's got millions as a business to spend on new technology. And surely there's no way that the rest of retail can ever think to, to dream to compete with Amazon. They may as well give up now the rest of the rest of food retail if it's about technology. Um I, I like I like the the provocative nature of the question, but I think you know if you said to uh, Tesco's and Asda, um, then uh, you know what, you might as well give up now. <laughs> I think I think they'd have a, a few words to say about that. Um, I've always said that Amazon is a technology company first and a retailer second. But what's evolved since it was founded in 1995 to today is that Amazon kind of needs to learn the merchant curation smarts of a retailer, but retailers still are playing catch up on the digital smarts of Amazon. So I, I, I think in that sense, your question suggests that Amazon's running away with it and it's not. I think the point about technology is to to look at how Amazon has used it to disrupt and revolutionize um, the shopping experience. And it's beholden on those competing with Amazon to try and find their own ways to use technology to do the same, to improve and enhance, if not disrupt, the customer experience, the gulf between the experience of struggling through your average big box super out of town supermarket and albeit the smaller format convenience focused just walk out of Amazon Fresh is vast. And so there is a huge amount of catch up to be made. But I think if you're talking about a UK perspective here, Amazon still has a tiny sliver of the grocery market. The big four are called the big four for a reason. Um, there's still plenty, I think there's still plenty of goodwill around the brand equity of the big four for them to be able to close the gap on Amazon and, and, and move the dial. I think it's a matter of will plus skill um, in terms of trying to borrow, learn from and steal a march on those digital smarts of Amazon. Mm. So, so to be successful in retail is, is more than, of course, just about technology, but, but technology really counts for a huge amount already. Uh, and it counts for so much in our lives these days. I mean, we talk about the internet of things and the fact that we all carry around this supercomputer in our pockets, uh, which 
you know, we can do kind of almost everything in our day-to-day lives on it. Um, so is it fair to say that if kind of you're the best in technology, you're therefore the best in retail, that, that doesn't, that's not true. That's not what you, that, that, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't apply, does it? No, I mean, uh, with my sort of research analyst hat on, you have to take a look at the empirical evidence. And even though Amazon has revolutionized the way we shop, or is kind of the apex predator example of the way technology can, has been used to revolutionize the way we shop, it still has under 10% penetration of the US retail market, which is the second biggest consumer market after China now, um, arguably. Um, And again, in the UK, you know, from a grocery perspective, uh, food perspective, it's coming from a teeny weeny base. Um, So it's definitely, I think what people point to is that the, the juggernaut speed and um, effect and impact that that has had. Um, But there's still a lot of traditional retail out there, uh, much as less modern retail that goes through a till. Um, So I think those that are able to use technology to really either enhance the customer experience from a speed and convenience perspective, and or also to be able to surprise and delight, depending on your sector, um, definitely have the opportunity to, to become the best. But I think retailers mustn't lose sight of what they're good at, which is those merchant curation skills, and to use technology and use digital and use these devices, that, as you say, that we have in the palms of our hands, to engage with us wherever we are, um, that's at home or, or in the store. And, and this question about engagement in the store, it seems to me, is, is pretty crucial because... Um, if retailing is about anything, it's about, as it were, is the human dimension of retail. I mean, we as as humans want to buy things. And until now, uh, it's other human beings that have kind of sold us these things. And, and that um, is something about kind of a, sh- a shopping experience, about retail theatre. Um, and you've spoken elsewhere about the fact that you find the, as it were, the, 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 the way Amazon perhaps operates or presents itself is pretty kind of soulless in many ways. And certainly the shopping experience at Amazon Fresh as a convenience store is literally soulless in the sense that, you know, you don't really have to engage with, with anyone at all. Um, is, is therefore that where, in a way, the big opportunity is in, in terms of bringing back that soul, that human dimension into the shopping experience what do you think yes i think your question reflects the trend in retail towards thinking about digital as a gateway to more personalized experiences um the the logic behind that being that retailers hoover up so much data about us from you know, everything we do online, clickstream information, browsing history, browser location, time of day, much as less that when we register with them in order to buy from them with an account, um, give them our delivery address, have set preferences for when times when we want to deliver or preferences for stores where we want to collect. Um, I think in my research has, in, in my research career, I've, 
ask consumers time and time again, what are the things that influence you to choose a particular retailer or brand? And most recently, I did it at the end of 2018. Um, and you always have to strip out price. Price is always the biggest influencer. Uh, in the past, it used to be things like proximity. Um, usually promotions appears in the top one to three. But the third one very, very closely surprised me this time. And it was um, to recognize me um, and treat me, uh, to recognize my continued custom. So if I'm, a, if I'm a loyal customer with you, I do want to be treated like um, better than a, a one-time anonymous cash paying customer. And particularly if I shop with you online, I think that kind of experience, uh, that one-time anonymous experience is something you still get in stores, which are pretty much digital black holes. So there's an opportunity to, to, to bring technology to bear in store to support your brand associates, your store associates, make them your best brand advocates, put the technology in their hands so that they're, they're not left exposed because their customers have more information about their products and their prices than the store associates do. Um, bringing technology, I think it's bringing technology to bear in, in every facet of the consumer experience and trying to use those digital but breadcrumbs that we either drop or willingly give mm. to infer the context of what our shopping journey, our shopping mission is, and to respond in real time in, in a context aware, personalized, sensitive way. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that everybody needs to be pinged coupons at a shelf edge, but let's say you give me the opportunity to build a wish list. Why not help me navigate the store or a shopping list? Why not help me navigate the store as quickly as possible um, to each of those items? And if you notice I'm trying to build a recipe, why not incentivize me with a bundle, for example? Mm. Um, you know, make, make, make the shopping journey relevant in the moment for the information that you have based on me. Um, I think that's really where technology and digital can be brought to bear from um, to make the shopping experience slightly more human again. Um, but also not to forget that the last 12 months have made people very, very self-sufficient. Um, they're much, much more happy to self-serve as well. So you've got to be able to, you have to pay a mind to enabling that side of a shopping journey if, if convenience and speed is the is the are the most important priorities for your customers in your let's say for grocery as opposed to um high fashion where you might want to browse and dwell and take advice from a store associate and have something delivered to your home if it's not available in the store now uh, just on the last couple of minutes um you mentioned china a moment ago and um, i think i'm right in saying that china now leads the world in developing new retail technology that also kind of feels a bit more involving more again, to use this word, be used a couple of times, soulful, if you will. Now, an online and, and in China, online e-commerce platforms there have moved on, offline in a very big way into bricks and mortar stores that are fantastically exciting places to shop at. They sure feel like the kind of stores that I'd like to shop at. What, what do you think about this, uh, this move that we're seeing in China? I agree with you. Um, I think they are fantastically amazing places to shop. There are cultural differences, as in, you know, the, 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 the live um, wet produce, so fish, for example, um, which can make it quite theatrical and in a dynamic environment. But I think the main difference um, between East and West is that East has had the opportunity 
to go mobile first. Um, West has had a lot of legacy. We've had e-com for 25 years plus. Um, referenced Amazon being founded in 1995. eBay was 1994. Club Card was 1995. So really dates us in that sense. And we went digital first with e-commerce and online. They went digital first with e-commerce online, but then were able to um, build a, a brick and mortar estate based on what they'd learned from e-commerce. So examples like Fresh Hippo, Alibaba's um, convenience network. Um, there you have, um, you know, uh, bi-directional communication between digital shelf edge labels. Everything's done on your phone. You can find out where something was shipped from, how fresh it is, as well as buy it on your phone. Um, they do a lot of um, very localized click and collect, and they actually run the little bags on mm. conveyor belts for the shoppers above you in the store. So again, it makes a theater, but it's also an effective use of space. Um, they really have embraced what they've learned from customers, what they learned customers want online and exposed that in the store. Whereas I think particularly in the UK and Europe, the store estate has been very slow to catch up in terms of its, its digital transformation. Do you, ever, do you ever think we'll see those kind of shops here in Europe? I really hope so. Um, I don't know that any large, large multiple has the will or the skill much as less the, the resource to retrofit massive stores to enable that, we were going to start to see pockets of innovation. I would hope we see, um, I think we're definitely going to see fewer, but more impactful stores as retailers go through the pain of rationalising their store estate as we shift more online. And that's only accelerated over the last 12 months. But I would hope that things like we see now, like traffic light queuing systems that you can access on your phone before you go into a store, scan and go systems like you see in the grocers would pervade other sectors. So I know that, you know, the furniture retailers have reported um, furniture retailers to as, as far flung as um, high end AV retailers have reported huge uplift in sales with customers when they introduce appointment booking systems to manage the, the throttling that they need to in their stores. They are finding that customers are coming in better informed um, with higher levels of purchase intent, converting more um, and, and, and um, resulting in bigger basket sizes. So you really have to pay a mind to what that digital journey is as, as a start point, but also make sure it infuses the customer journey through every stage, right through to checkout from a, a convenience standpoint um, and an immersiveness standpoint as well to make sure it's consistent. That's really, really important. Well, it's fascinating stuff. Maya, that's all uh, I'm afraid we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Maya Knights, director and publisher of Retail Technology Magazine, and co-author of a fantastic book on Amazon called Amazon, How the World's Most Relentless Retailer Will Continue to Revolutionize Commerce. Gosh, it's a long title. Maya and her co-author, Natalie Berger, working on a new edition, which is out, I think, uh, later this year. And it'll be available very soon at Amazon, of course, and uh, from your local bookshop, too. Maya, thanks so much for coming on Fruitbox today. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Now, you can find today's conversation with Maya and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. More on food retail in the next couple of episodes. I'm hoping to speak to the biggest, uh, the fresh produce boss, I should say, of one of the biggest food retailers in Asia. And I'm still hoping to speak to her counterpart 
uh, little here in the UK soon too. So do stay tuned and make sure Fruitbox remains your regular listen throughout 2021. As I said, we post every episode at our website and I also share them through my profile on LinkedIn. So please do reshare to your followers too. And a big thanks from me in advance. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.